Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads each week as Robert Shea and a celebrity guest host talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to another episode of Fed Heads, and I'm joined again by the talented Jennifer Kerber. Jen? So happy to be here. Thanks for coming back, our guest host. I'm trying to get the job full time. So... We've got a great guest with us here in Anaheim AGA PDT, Melinda Miguel. You're the Chief Inspector General for the State of Florida. Can we call you Chief Inspector? Sure. <laughs> like uh, a little Pink, Pink Panther. Panther reverence? Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So, you know, you have been in the center of an influx of enormous investment in pandemic response in the state of Florida, among many other things. Tell us what life's been like during the pandemic. It's good to see you in person, but but I know you've been busy. Absolutely. So thanks for the opportunity to be here. This is such a great opportunity to talk with you guys. I used to live in Washington, D.C., so I really enjoyed my experience at the federal government. I moved back to Tallahassee, Florida in 2019 and went to work for the state of Florida again. So this is my third appointment uh, under the governor and so I'm happy to be here. We attempted with some of the CARES Act money uh, to dust off our old playbook for the American Recovery Act but we quickly found that the old playbook was not going to be sufficient because of so many streams of income and so many streams of revenue and funding sources. So we really had to customize our approach and determine our way forward. One of the things that we did was appoint a working group of agency inspectors general, and we used the AGA tool on subrecipient monitoring as a baseline for our state agencies to compare their subrecipient monitoring tools to and make any adjustments or changes as necessary. But we also used a risk readiness assessment tool. And we surveyed all of our agencies. We, we distributed this tool and asked the agency inspectors general to work with their agency staff to complete this risk readiness tool. And it was really a self-assessment of their internal control environment. Were they ready in terms of internal controls to process this large amount of funding that would now be flowing through their agencies? So we completed those tools initially and then whenever additional funding was going to be coming to the state of Florida we had the agencies update those tools for any new programs or any new internal controls that needed to be included. We are certainly heavily audited. We have because of the fact that this is high risk designated by GAO we have um, ongoing audits by our legislative auditor all the time. So the agencies are working to be responsive to those audits and be responsive to resolve those audit findings proactively. So we're working as a, as a liaison in our agencies to resolve some of these audit findings. There's another big pot of money coming down in the infrastructure bill. So are you going to take some of these lessons learned and apply it to the funding that's coming down there, or are you feeling in good shape in that area? Oh, no, I think that there's always room for improvement. And I think that we will be using some of the lessons learned. Um, I believe that, you know, there's a, always an opportunity to, to improve upon what's been done in the past. Uh, we're working with uh, the governor's grants office uh, to highlight and focus on some of those issues. Our grant coordinator for our Office of Policy and Budget is hosting periodic touch points with the agency's budget staff 
uh, their finance and accounting staff to make sure that there's open lines of communication, to make sure that there's best practices shared on an ongoing basis, and so that they're ready to report in accordance with whatever new guidance that might be provided or coming down the pike from the feds. You've done a lot to highlight the importance of strong intergovernmental relations between federal, state, local government agencies. Characterize your relationship with the feds. Awesome. So one of the things that, uh, as the Chief Inspector General for the state of Florida and then having worked in Washington, D.C., um, we have a strong relationship with the SIGI, with our federal IG counterparts. But one of the things with the funding of the um, pandemic uh, associated with that with the federal level was to fund the Pandemic Recovery and Accountability Committee. Um, that Pandemic Recovery and Accountability Committee, known as PRAC, has been a tremendous lighthouse for us hmm. um, in the accountability community because we're able to look to them, their providing a beacon of hope, a beacon of information. They have periodic um, touch points with us and they're hosting listening posts with their state and local working groups so that we have constant flow of communication. Included in that is other associations, not just AGA, but NASACT, the AICPA, and uh, folks from OMB. So we've got a tremendous uh, collaboration across all levels of government, not just state and local, federal, but also private sector. What a great story. Yeah, I, you know, and it kind of flows directly into, I saw you're on the Governor's Cybersecurity Task Force, and that's another great place for intergovernmental and also with your local counterparts. Um, and I love cybersecurity, so I was very happy to see that and want to talk to you about that. But you I got uh, a button. Did you notice her button? Are you cyber aware? <laughs> that's right. Um, so how, how is that? And do you work with some of the local government folks through that task force or... Yes, absolutely. So this has been a tremendous opportunity for me um, as an inspector general, you know, to, to be on an advisory committee or council or task force along with those that are in the first line of defense, mm -hmm. those that are actually in day-to-day -day operations, has been a tremendous opportunity um, to be able to provide technical assistance and an advisory capacity for such an important issue is, uh, is really a a tremendous chance to influence what's going on in cybersecurity in Florida. And I, I mean, I think you're on one of the better task force in the way of the identify, right? You can't mitigate what you don't identify. You have to know, you have to understand, and it's really hard to get all your cyber weaknesses and touch points. So very important, and I'm glad to see you're doing that. And I know Florida's done some recent legislation tightening up cybersecurity rules and requirements. So Absolutely. One of the things that we did in 2019, the, the legislature passed a specific mandate for the agency inspectors general to perform cybersecurity audits. So we know that each and every agency is responsible for doing a cybersecurity audit plan to address the risk uh, associated with cyber in their agency. One of the things we did in the chief inspector general's office was to establish an enterprise fo focus on doing uh, an audit across the entire enterprise. So this year we did a conglomeration, a partnership, a collaboration, if you will, across 23 state agencies led by the Office of the Chief Inspector General where we were looking at one of the categories, one of the domains of the NIST framework, mm -hmm. and we looked at one of the subcategories, continuous security monitoring, mm -hmm. to assess each of our agencies compared to NIST, uh, the Florida Administrative Code, any other rules, regulations, internal policies, as well as Florida statute. And so we've, we've completed that activity 
And one of the things that we noticed was that we really needed to fill in some of our own internal uh, talent gaps as an organization. So the legislature has provided us a million dollars to um, offer and enhance the talent gaps, or not enhance the gaps, but to enhance the um, talent within the IG community with that investment. And so we're really working hard trying to um, partner with organizations such as ISACA, mm -hmm. other organizations that provide leading or bleeding edge technology auditing training. Um, so we are posting uh, procurements out for that training activity for the Inspector General community in Florida. We were able to send 300 auditors, analysts, and investigators through the introduction to cybersecurity, cybersecurity fundamentals over two days. We are also working to establish certified information systems auditors in every single state agency, also using the ISACA C-Guide certified governance and enterprise information technology for each inspector general to have that perspective. And then this next round is going to be focused on cloud and not just the fundamentals of cloud, but uh, cloud auditing. It's so important. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are doing that. It's great to see you in person. AGA has gotten the community back together again. Well, the and, band is back together. <laughs> and you're assuming a big leadership role at AGA. You're the national president for yes. AGA. Tell me what you hope to accomplish during your tenure. Well, awesome. So, so my presidential theme is uh, building bridges and cultivating collaboration. I think it's so important for us to break down the silos and have a conversation across, across all levels of government. Also to invest in ourselves, to invest in our careers, to invest in our chapters, to develop our members um, through continued training like we are here at, at PDT. The PDT will be hosted in Orlando, Florida next year mm -hmm. for July 2023. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be hosting that July 23rd through the 26th of 2023. We expect a big splash. Awesome. <laughs> Look forward to seeing everybody there. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for all you do. Your public service spans federal, state governments. And, um, you know, we need a chief inspector like you everywhere. <laughs> well, I, I can't thank you enough for, for the opportunity to speak to you today. I have to tell you a, a quick little personal comment on that, that particular note there. So I started taking golf lessons not too terribly long ago, and I bought my first set of clubs. Mm. And uh, so one of my club covers is the Pink Panther. Oh, how funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, good luck to you. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks, Robert. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GP Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes.